For transcripts, go to bit.ly forward slash read underscore TTT. This podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land it is produced on, the Darug and Goringai peoples in particular. We pay our respects to their elders past, present, and emerging. Sovereignty was never ceded. Nobody really has the energy to deal with constant criticism. Especially if you're trying to make something you care about, or trying to just exist in the real world. Constantly critiquing what you do builds that anxiety that you have about your own value, your abilities, your capacity. And when you're dealing with that, it gets really hard to be confident in what you're doing. And you're probably picking apart yourself or your work way too much. You're listening to These Trying Times. Creative motivation and inspiration from a bit of a different angle. I'm Eamon Connolly. For a lot of people, the ability to criticize yourself and pick apart your own work or the way you act is essential to development and growth. So it's kind of in combat with developing a skill or challenging your own worldview if you're not going to be critical about it sometimes. But I think it's really a question of boundaries. I don't think anyone enjoys hearing someone else tear into their work and pick it apart piece by piece and say what's wrong with it and what they didn't like. Whether or not it's useful, I don't think that's an enjoyable experience and I don't think that's a sustainable thing to live inside. But that's the reality for a lot of creative people. And it's a popular one. There's this romanticized idea of the genius creative who boards up all their doors and windows and hides inside a box and works on the thing they're making until it's perfected. And I mean, that's probably true for a lot of people. That is how a lot of creative work gets done. But in that process, you have to build in a way to limit the amount of feedback you're going to give yourself, just like you should do for anyone else. When you ask for feedback on something, I don't think you should necessarily be also asking for a critique of your skills or your abilities, or yourself. You have to face the fact that right now, if you want to finish the thing that you're working on, you have to accept that it's going to reflect your current skills and abilities. And that's just how it is. Unless you want to stop, pause, take some time to practice, reevaluate what you're doing, and be happy to call the thing you're making a practice. But other than that, if this thing that you're doing is going to be put out there and you want the world to see it or you want to share it to a friend, it's going to be you. And that's all it's going to be. You don't have to ask people to pick you apart. You've seen every single millimeter of this thing that you're looking at. Probably picked through it with a fine tooth comb and found a lot of issues with it. Some that you don't know how to solve and some that you don't really know whether or not they're issues. And that's usually what you're trying to figure out when you ask for feedback. But when you ask for feedback from yourself, you just open the floodgates. It's so hard to have a boundary with yourself. But how can you have a boundary with yourself? Put a wall between the parts of yourself that are critiquing the work and the parts of yourself that are doing the work and make them collaborate through you. In the most simplest form, pull up a document Pull up the thing you're making and then listen or watch or look at the thing that you're making and put a timer on it. If it's something you're listening to, great. 
you've already got an inbuilt timer for a piece of music or a podcast that you're working on. You don't have to listen to it any more than the runtime of the thing. If it's an artwork or something visual, maybe put like a five minute timer on or think about how long it would take someone to get through the whole thing. Time it, go through it, write down your notes, treat it like it's due tomorrow and this is your last chance to get a few more things fixed. Write notes with exactly where you can find the problem later and just make sure you document it. And as you go through, think about the parts you like. You don't really need to document those, but they'll show through in the parts that you don't write about. You might feel neutral about it, but that's because you're so immersed in it. Any part that you don't have anything to say about, great job, you're done. It's done, you're happy with it. That section, it's finished. You can leave it. Now there's some like alternatives to just using a document. I won't list any specific ones, but there are some online tools you can use to like add a timestamp to a podcast episode or a song mp3. If you're using recording software, it probably has a marker system where you can add markers as you go. I think the important thing is to linearly go through it like you're experiencing it and don't get caught up in re-listening over and over and over. Just make your organic notes and let them sit there and that'll be it. Take a break from it, even if it's only half an hour. Come back, and the only thing you're going to do is go through and resolve all those notes. Go through and do all the smallest little things first, because some of the biggest things can be hard to finish, and it's important to get the smaller ones done first. And maybe when all the smaller things are finished, the bigger problems will look just as tiny. You're listening to These Trying Times. This show is produced by me, Eamon Connolly, with production assistance from Angel Fauchelevent. 